This is Plant-Based Briefing, dinner ideas for picky eaters, what's wrong with plain pasta, by Brigitte Jam at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. This is the Plant-Based Podcast, where I love to research and find great articles about plant-based and vegan living. And I have reached out to some of my favorite contributors, content creators, experts, and received their permission to narrate them here for you. I do so in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. So today's article is from Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. She comes from a family of dairy farmers and she used to love blue steak with blue cheese, but she's now vegan and she helps other people learn to cook simply and healthily with her vegan family meal plans. Her meal planning service is really affordable. It's one I'm still using and I love it. She also has a podcast with really interesting guests. She has a fantastic book called Flow in the Kitchen that's around the mindset of cooking, how to make it efficient, nutritious. There are some recipes, but it's not a cookbook by any means. It's much, much more than that. She has a lot of great content and webinars, and she's just one of those people that wants to help people eat more plants. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Dinner Ideas for Picky Eaters, What's Wrong with Plain Pasta? by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. I often get asked for dinner ideas for picky eaters or good vegan food for kids. I disagree that there's any kind of specifically kid-friendly plant-based food because every family has its own food history and different styles of cooking and foods will work best for different children and adults. Here's a story about living with picky eaters and helping them thrive. Although I have many stories from friends and clients alike, I also have plenty of first-hand experience to draw from. My son not infrequently has plain pasta for dinner. So what? From the day my daughter started eating solids, she had a wonderfully diverse palate. She particularly appreciated curry dishes and did not shy away from any vegetable. I was pretty proud about it, but I shouldn't have bragged because I jinxed it. At 18 months, she started attending a daycare where meals were provided. I thought the menu would be right down her alley, lots of vegetable soups and stews, but what happened was the exact opposite of what I predicted. She became the pickiest eater. Was the food bad? Did she learn from the other kids that ingredients become poisonous when combined into a single dish? Was it just a developmental coincidence? I'll never know the cause, but the consequence was clear. She became wary of foods that touch and cut dozens of previously okay ingredients off from her green list. When her little brother came along, she apparently taught him the ropes. He is her biggest fan in the entire world and worships the ground she walks on, so he likely took some food cues from her. The master was soon surpassed by the student. My son earned a world's pickiest eater badge. He's currently in his worst phase. Here's an inventory of foods he highly approves of as we approach his seventh birthday. White rice, not brown. Plain pasta, no sauce. Plain couscous. Plain stir-fried tofu, maybe with a little soy sauce. Edamame, only in pods. Red bell pepper and cucumber slices. I think that's it. He used to love quinoa, but that fell out of favor recently, as did my homemade seitan, which he loved in the past. Thankfully, he does strongly support the idea of Taco Tuesday and will garnish his flour tortilla with white rice, a few black beans, and crumbled tortilla chips. Don't ruin it with salsa. He will devour practically every fruit that grows under the sun, including Grandmama's cherry tomatoes. Occasionally, he will nibble on peanuts or olives. And somewhat miraculously, he enjoys my whole everything blender waffles for breakfast every day, recipe linked here. 
perhaps because of the chocolate sauce. The flip side is that he will not eat a conventional pancake or waffle. No soups, no stews, no stir-fries, no simmered grain dishes, just plain ingredients that as much as possible don't touch. On the other hand, my daughter is now 10 years old and slowly opening her mind up to a broader range of foods again. She's enamored with unlikely things like some mushrooms, artichokes, risotto, but only with one specific brand of arboreal rice, and Nepalese or cactus. She has regained an appreciation of curried red lentil soup and black bean stew. Recently, she discovered pad thai. But unless I plan dinner with her in mind specifically, her odds of eating the meal as is, the adult version, are quite low. She's curious and will have a bite, but prefers to eat her own meal deconstructed. Grains here, beans there, sometimes a bite or two of some vegetable. Preferably no sauce or dressing, unless it's kimchi or sauerkraut. Go figure. Does that mean that I cook two or three meals every night? No. Are we, the grown-ups, eating such a limited diet? Certainly not. My husband and I love our plant-based diet of whole foods, including tons of vegetables, and aren't going to abandon pesto just because it's green. Most of the time, I cook following my vegan meal plans, and I'm able to deconstruct dinner, putting aside pieces of raw or steamed vegetables and unseasoned beans and grains for the kids. I also always have bits and pieces of previous meals in the fridge, and I can assemble those into something like a complete meal. Occasionally, I make a big batch of lentil soup my daughter likes, and I can reheat a little bowl of it for her. Sometimes I'm not perfectly organized, and my son ends up eating plain pasta for dinner. He is perfectly happy with that. Me, not so much. But that's not a reason to ruin our family meal and precious time together by stressing about it and creating a tense atmosphere at the dinner table. I figure that the most important thing for us at this age is to bolster a positive attitude towards meals in general, to enjoy a pleasant moment as a family, and to let our kids learn by example as they see what we eat and how much we appreciate it for both its gustatory and nutritional qualities. In addition, I'm somewhat reassured that my son has at least a solid base from his wholesome breakfast and abundant intake of fruit, plus a few legumes. Both kids are growing and thriving, have plenty of energy, and no warning signs of disease whatsoever. I also remember that, when I was their age, I could eat hot dogs every single day at lunch. My mom was too busy to argue, and somehow grew up to be a health-inclined foodie who will eat anything from the plant or fungus kingdoms. I'm hoping that over time, my daughter continues to explore a growing range of foods, and my son will want to emulate her as he ages too. I continue to offer both of them ridiculously small portions of the foods we adults have for dinner, with the expectation that it'll be the last bite I take after my own dinner is done. I know that they'll get there in their own time. You just listened to Dinner Ideas for Picky Eaters? What's Wrong with Plain Pasta? by Brigitte Jem at veganfamilykitchen.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson. And I can relate to this. Brigitte offered a Picky Eaters webinar gosh, a year and a half ago now, I think, that I attended. It was really valuable. One of the things I took away was putting together lists of favorite, okay, and least favorite foods with your kids, like a green light list, a yellow light, and a red light. They absolutely don't like the red light foods. And include one or two foods per meal from the green or yellow list. And include at least one favorite meal per week for that selective eater. And this article was written a year ago, and I had the pleasure of getting together for lunch with Brigitte and her young son when I was in Vancouver, Canada a few weeks ago, visiting my oldest daughter who goes to university there, and my sister. I used to live in Vancouver a while ago too. 
So it was great to get together with Brigitte, who I only met from doing this podcast, but we were trying to decide on a vegan restaurant to choose for lunch. And her son, still a selective eater, but loves one of the local vegan sushi restaurants. So we went there and had the most amazing meal. That was the type of restaurant where people can be adventurous eaters or pretty selective eaters having, you know, edamame and avocado rolls. So that was a great experience. And we have Brigitte's sweet selective eater to thank for it. And I do have to say, I am so envious of people living in cities with so many vegan restaurants. We have one in our town. It's been here for about a year now, and I'm so grateful. But visiting Vancouver, there were so many vegan restaurants or non-vegan restaurants with great vegan options that even if we ate out every lunch and dinner the whole time I was there, we couldn't have visited them all. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come in other places as well. So please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.